Today is Tuesday, July 29th, 2019, and you're listening to the official View News, produced by View Mastery. I'm Adam Jar. And I'm Ben Hong. You can find links to all of the stories we talk about at news.viewjs.org. ULive's core maintainer of ViewPress has made an announcement to establish a ViewPress team. If you have ever wanted to contribute to the Vue.js ecosystem, this is your chance. Don't miss out on the chance to apply for this great opportunity. The location for the next ViewConf US has just been announced. It'll take place in Austin, Texas from March 2nd through 4th. The call for papers opens September 1st, but you can sign up now for updates on the conference. Speaking of Vue conferences, if you're interested in attending Vue London this October, you can get 20% off a conference and or workshop ticket by using Vue Mastery's discount code. Use Vue-Mastery at checkout, all caps. When building a NativeScript Vue app, you might at first be a little disappointed when you realize Vue Router is not supported. Instead, however, you can implement manual routing, which Raymond Camden writes about this week in the first installment of a series on routing in NativeScript Vue. So what does manual routing entail? Yeah, so essentially you're supplied with a couple methods. Navigate2 allows you to declare the component you're navigating, well, to, and you can pass in arguments for things like transitions and the data you want to send along the way. Then there's Navigate Back, which handles returning you to the last view. In his article, Raymond walks through what it looks like in a simple demo app, which even includes a route transition. Very cool. I'll have to check that out. If you missed the announcement last week, Vitify 2.0 has been released. If you are ready to learn how to use this awesome component framework, you might consider taking my course, Beautify with Vitify. You'll learn how to set up Vitify in a Vue app and start scaffolding a great looking app with Vitify's pre-built components. We just published the first two lessons of the course for you to watch, and the best part is they're free. If your team is working with a lot of different components, you're going to need some way to document which components do what unless you want to spend time on Slack explaining how your components work to your new coworker. Yeah, I got better things to do with my time. That doesn't sound very scalable. Yeah, definitely not. But this week, Ian Johnson introduces us to his team's component documenting component called View Documenter. Component documenting component. Sounds super meta. How does it work? Yeah, yeah. So basically, you would need to add some metadata to your components, and then you just throw them inside View Documenter, which creates documentation for those components, including stuff like the props they take, the events they emit, and so on. Intriguing. Gonna have to check it out. Ni hao, Adam. Hola, Ben. Uh, speaking of non-English languages, have you ever had to manage a web app with multiple languages? Uh, multiple languages? No, not yet at least. Well, the moment you have to manage more than one language in an app, you're going to need internationalization. This week, Jennifer Bland wrote a great tutorial on how you can add internationalization to your Vue.js app. Last week, we spoke about the difficulty of making more complex view components accessible and how Marcus Oberlander is showing us how to tackle that challenge by creating accessible custom form select components. So I'm assuming his second article is out by now? Yes, it is. So this is part two of his series where he shows how to build a collapsible dropdown to create a custom form select component. Following W3C guidelines, he creates it so it works well for both keyboard and screen reader users, as well as people who use a mouse or their finger to browse the web. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to the official View News. Join us every week for the latest news in the View community. 